Greetings, listeners. This is Termination Shock. Hi, my name is Greg Stolze, and this is Termination Shock. Hi, I'm Lachlan Sedarshan. I'll be playing Henry. Hi, I'm Jose Garcia, and I will be playing Stanley. All right. And to start off, um, if you're a new listener, you should go back and listen to the first several episodes because otherwise things won't make nearly as much sense. In, uh, does one of you guys want to recap the last episode? Sure, uh, sounds pretty good. Do you want to do it this week? Yeah, that sounds fine. Uh, I think you did it last week, so that that seems fair. Um, I believe that we had picked up at the beginning of last session, right as we were being evacuated onto the uh, Pred ships. And um, before we took off, uh, Stanley had said, um, we still need to uh, pick up Jeanette because she wasn't at the club with us, right? That sounds right to me. Okay. Yes. At that point, we had gone against the uh, wisdom of the ancients and split the party. Um, Henry had remained on the ship to uh, hang out with the um, with the Preds and the refugees. Um, we talked to uh, Fisher a little bit. We named some of our uh, prominent Pred contacts. The uh, uh, wounded one I named Fisher because uh, of my love of to go the occult road trip campaign after Erica Fisher. <laughs> Uh, and nothing else. Um, and uh, his son, Hotspur, and um, I believe that that was it, and Ring, the upstart. Uh, he had given me some kind of um, mesh-like bracelet that he had implied had oracular powers, but we hadn't gotten to touch back on that. And um, meanwhile, Stanley went to go and pick up Jeanette, the two of them were able to narrowly um, repel an AI which had attacked her in her machine shop. And uh, rendezvous with uh, the rest of the fleet. When they got back to the mothership, there was a big battle of the five armies type situation going on. There were Earth ships, there were AI ships, there were Pred ships, there was a large egg like device that the Pred ships were flying into. And there was that um, that super dense brick moving like a really slow bullet. I wrote down this turn of phrase that you used, GM, <laughs> the killing point of perfect love, which uh, I, I just love. It sounds like the um, translation of like some kind of obscure anime that hasn't been ported over yet. <laughs> and it was like punching through all of the ships. And I think that we had pretty much broken there. You had done... Um, scenes from next week's episode of Grimoire, and we were lining up and getting, like, symbolic objects. Stanley had gotten the, um, that spheroid of super black material, and I thought I had in my notes what um, Henry had gotten, but I, I don't uh, anymore. So it's did like you a mention golden that donut. Well, the Taurus, right, toroid. Um, Jose, did I leave anything out? Um, no, well, I think I think that's I think that's pretty much it. You did okay. leave out Hotspur trying to kill you. Oh, okay. I thought that's that he was right. just uh, playing silly right. buggers. I didn't think that he actually had any intention to uh, 
well, do me I, any harm, but it, it's good for me to know that. Well, he, it's not. Well, yeah. it's it's a gray zone. Uh, he I was did, wearing armor, so he no did wreck gone. your stone suit, and he did you wreck then. My stone suit, so I'm a little out of been out of shape about that. But we have our mechanic with us, so. And you did uh, interfere in some kind of weird alien slap fight between Ring and Hotspur, and you chastised Ring very severely. I did. I, I damaged the shit out of his social HP with my like school bully identity. Yes. Uh, it was very rewarding. Um, I, I had thought that it was just some kind of like chest beating thing. I didn't know that he was attempting to do me harm, but that's good to know. Well, I mean, it, you re- you still don't know. Their motives are unclear to you, but whether he was just playing around or not, he was playing around in a way that he sawed through a heavy piece of high durability plastic that was on your body. Right. So that that was okay. that had to be a little alarming. Oh, absolutely. I just mean I feel like my guy would try to give him the benefit of the doubt, especially uh-huh. since we've seen that um, antenna-like um, appendage seems to function autonomously. So the four prong, yes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I just got inside of his personal bubble and it lashed out at me. So that that's what I think okay. Henry would assume, especially well, with that, my that's that's a, that's a safe assumption. The uh, all the evidence does support the hypothesis that the Preds are not fully in control of their four prongs. Okay. So that can be something that we'll explore, probably. That seems likely. All right. Um, so, you guys did not quite figure out everything there was to figure out in yes in the last session. So, your yeah. options for improvement are a little limited, but still, still nice. Um, <laughs> Henry because of uh, his medical treatment of Jeanette, could pick up the, the failsafe soothing. Okay. And what that does is if you're trying to heal somebody and you fail and red is your lowest die or energy is your lowest die. Write down energy. Okay. Uh, if the energy die is runt and you fail to heal someone, you still do a little healing. Or you could pick up an extra social hit point because of the way you dominated, uh, symbolically dominated ring there. So okay, think about that. pretty exciting. Um, let me look at my energy and I'll think about that while you tell Stanley what he gets. Okay, so Stanley, because you sp- your, your most prominent actions in the last game were grabbing a tool off the garage wall and beating the hell out of a killbot with it. Uh, you could either get a physical, a new physical hit point, or you could pick up the purple exploit hard shot, which does extra damage when you hit with any yeah hard attack. shot definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, excellent yeah, choice. Okay, yeah, that's a done deal. Okay, I you I'm, didn't you didn't even have to think about that. All right. No. <laughs> no, I'm of one mind with you. I always like to pick new functionality over invisible bonuses when I'm playing an RPG, so I'm going to take the uh, failsafe. I do have a quick question, though. Is there a maximum functional cap on how many social, intellectual, or physical hit points a character can have in this system? Yes, you can get double what you started with. Ah. So, okay. yeah. Uh, you've got what? I'll make a note of that someplace in case my hit points ever go up so that I don't have to, like, track back. Yeah, you've got seven intellectual hit points now. You could get up to 14. Okay, I'm just going to put what my starting values were in case 
that ever goes up. Got it. All right. So um, soothing. Good stuff. Yeah. Your your bedside manner has improved. <laughs> okay. Super. All right. Uh, when you sat down with the the pred ship on that that you arrived at the by the way the big egg thing is what they were referring to as and its actual name is the killing blade of pure affection it's sort of oh a, man i was so close with killing point of perfect love did i remember no, it wrong? you Angel did not remember it wrong it was the translation ah the translation was short but as you get off the ship uh when as soon as you guys set down, you feel crushing gravity. Uh-oh. It's, yeah, it's like two Gs. So your okay. weight has oh, effectively wow. doubled. So you are, right, well, you're suffering. What do you do? Right, I'm probably going to pop off my suit then. If my weight's doubled, I want to take off this um, giant thing of non-functional armor. Yeah. Uh, so I can, I can breathe a little bit. Maybe uh, once uh, Jeanette is convalesced. I could ask her if she could repair it for me. Yeah, well, she's not looking great. She's... Yeah, it's not an urgent thing. We're on the ship, so... Jose, is uh, Stanley unsuiting as well? I'm actually going to say no, not immediately. Wow. Despite the huge huge gravity. Um, Stanley's Stanley's obviously not super strong, but is at least trying to make the best of it and put a, a brave face on it. That makes Always got to keep up appearances. Even Plus, when you you're also being evacuated by the Preds. actually got ambushed and had to fight somebody last session, and my guy didn't. So I think that everything is fine, and you know that I'm wrong. Given that energy and gravity are Stanley's peaks, he actually is pretty physically strong. Oh, okay. Look at you. So, all right. So you just stump off of there panting and sweating. The other guests are hobbling out saying, why is the gravity so high? This sucks. And, uh, you see, Oh, slew is talking to a, a pred you don't recognize. And it's got its top appendage sort of waving you off. And she shrugs and she says, we're supposed to go elsewhere where, and you know she's she's talking its pigeon talk with it through its little uh, spherical translator, and she says he says that if we go up the gravity will it be easier. All right, sounds good to me. Um, can I carry my suit? Am I capable of that? Uh, sure, if you want to. I I do want to. It was very expensive. All right, so okay. you, you you're dragging that along, and sure right. enough, as you go up the ramp that this pred. Uh, pointed to, you can see that the the egg-shaped super ship that you're on, you saw that the rings around the outside of it were spinning at different rates and in different directions. So that's how they're producing artificial gravity. It's spin gravity. The next segment up, it's sort of weird. You get into this... You go from this 2G segment into some kind of spinning staircase-like aperture that's moving like a gear between the two counter-spinning layers. Mm -hmm. And then you can get from that into the one above it, which is much bigger and much more open, and it's down at a comfortable, like, 0.7 gravity. You think they've adjusted it to Mars gravity. Okay, so that's what we would be used to. 
and you immediately see people are coming in from all directions, looking kind of shell-shocked and amazed, and there are things that are not people. Uh, You remember seeing on the TV uh, one of those giant slug-like creatures? Mm-hmm. The bioluminescent slugs with the tentacles all the, the short tentacles all over the exterior of their bodies. There's one of those, and the TV did not do it justice because it is you know, the size of a Volkswagen van. And it seems to be moving around partially by rolling, but also partially by inverting itself. Like it extrudes out. Um, in front and sucks itself in to a, a aperture in the back, like a sleeve being turned inside out continuously. Did you, have you ever played with a, a water weenie? You remember those? Yeah, I, I know the kind of thing that you're talking about. I, those. Um, I know what that is. Oh, it's it's those things that you would win at like the book fair or whatever it is. It's an oval. And it's hollow on the inside, so you get it wet, and then you push it, and it just sort of slides through your hand? It constantly turns itself inside out. I'll find a picture and put it into the chat, if that's cool. Sure. I don't want to get us off that, track, yeah, but fine, I mean, I feel like you're... Me at all, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah not, they, they're, they're regional names, so it looks like this, these things. You know, sometimes they have little fish in them. Oh, yeah, never mind, I know exactly what that is. Okay, thank cool. you. What what do they call it where you're from? We don't call it anything. We do. I never really knew that we they had a name. name. I would just say, you know, like those gel things with the fish in them. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> where I come from, we call those the devil's play thing. <laughs> well, because, you know, people never call anything the same thing in Chicago as they do in Texas. Like, you guys call it pop, you know? That we do. Or soda. Yeah, pop or soda, and in Texas, it's all Coke. Coke is the genericized trademark. What do you want, Coke? What kind, Dr. Pepper? I never want Dr. Pepper. (laughs) You see that blob, and it is sort of moving these people. Uh, You see another creature, you guess? It looks like, imagine you had a bunch of bladders of gas or a bunch of balloons that are about, um, say, 18 inches around. Mm -hmm. And these are all sort of clumped together and connected to one another by a series of tubes. And each bladder seems to have a couple, like two different kinds of tentacles, one with a little puckered mouth-like thing on the bottom and one with you think it might be an eye because it looks wet and it, it is aiming it around all over the place. And it's floating, so it looks like it's neutrally buoyant. And okay. Is it releasing gas as it floats? Or is yeah, it all oh, and as you it? smell it, you're like, oh, that's methane. Okay. And it's got a bunch of the puckery ones pointing up and is puffing against the ceiling to keep itself from, from bumping the ceiling. Uh, and it's it's holding something in its it, or it's got one tentacle that has some kind of ring around it, and it comes over and a voice comes out of it. New people, new, just here, new. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we seem to have that in common. Follow, follow. 
and it starts puffing its way. As it turns and starts moving away, you can see that it's got something crammed in the middle of its body cells and facing out the back that is expelling air, like a you would guess some kind of screw drive or a propeller. No, help it steer. Okay. Or help it move. So this thing's floating away from you. Okay. Do you have a picture of this thing? Maybe not like right now, but if you could, it would be really helpful. I'm picturing like a man of war type thing. Let me turn on the camera. I've got a sketch I drew, but I haven't scanned it. But okay, yeah, man of war is not not bad. You know, because it's like various disparate things that live together in like a hive or something. So I want to make sure that I understand. And it leads you to where there's a big line of people. All right. All right. Are you seeing the the camera? Oh yeah, I can yeah. see you. Okay, yeah. So that's pretty ah, much ooh. what I thought then. All right. Yeah, awesome. It's not attractive, and it smells like methane. And the voice coming out of its translator has a couple different, um, a couple different accents working, but it it is leading you to this line of people who are saying, "What okay. the hell is going on here? Do you really think they're rescuing us?" Well, given the alternative, uh, I would say yes. Yes, they are. They must want something out of us, says this squat guy with long dreadlocks. It's like, you know, the only reason I came is that they seem, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take this over being killed by the killbots, but this seems, this seems weird to me. Yes. Uh, well, there's no two ways about that. All right, as you get up to the front, you can see that there are these tables set up and they're handing people things. Okay. And each person gets a blanket made out mm-hmm. of some puffy, very, very light material. It weighs next to nothing. Is it silk, though? It's not silk. Well, I know how we can contribute to the war effort. So you get a blanket, you get a bottle of water. Uh, it feels like it's some kind of plastic. Mm-hmm. You get a oblong thing that it, it's it got a texture like a cracker, and you can see some mm-hmm. people are eating them and kind of shrugging. And, yeah, the, the entity that hands you that, which looks like a giant mass of moving hair. Mm-hmm. So the hair thing hands you this, and it's got a little... Uh, black oblong sitting on the table in front of us, and it, the voice coming out of the oblong says, for eat! For eat! Alright, great. Good stuff. So it's like a big uh, matzo cracker? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And as you walk, and the last thing is, it's another one of those gas bag constellations, and it has this box full of a bunch of different objects, and it's handing those out, and here's where you get the Vanta Black Sphere, and where you, you get the golden donut. Okay. And it says, take, keep, keep, go, move along, move along. Hmm. Is there anyone we can ask about these? What What are these? What do they do? Move along, move along. And okay, so people are, are drifting away looking at these. And okay. yeah, you, you have this mystery object along with your, your bread, your water, and your cracker. What have found the, a fabulous mystery prize. 
how does the Vanta Black uh, sphere feel to the touch? Uh, like, what's the temperature and the and the texture? Oh, uh, good idea. The texture is slightly rough. It's like the back of a cell phone case where it's a little where they've roughed it up a little bit so that you get a good grip on it. Right. Mm. Okay. It is slightly warm, like body temperature. The golden the golden donut, on the other hand, is consistently cool to the touch and feels very smooth. Okay. So it feels like metal? Yep. It's definitely metal. Well, you assume it's metal. <laughs> I assume it's metal. Does it feel like gold? It's not as heavy as gold. It's not as heavy as gold. Okay. How how big is it? Is it like the size of a donut? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's got a bigger hole in the m- middle, and the hole in the middle is even, unlike you know an actual donut. But yeah, all right. So it's you know like you're looking into it, and it's reflective, and it looks like a donut. Okay. Are there any buttons or anything on it? Not that you can detect. Do our guys have like phones, or are our suits? Uh, do they have like filters? Can I look at You've it in, in infrared or UV or something? Yeah, you can. Can I can I blast it with a black light and see if I can read the? Yeah, the there, there doesn't seem to be it. anything. Uh, when you do the the pitch bl- when you do the Vanta black one with black light, letters pop out in some language you've never seen. Okay, can um, do we have a translator babblefish spheres, or can we ask if we can borrow somebody's and see if that works? Um, nobody. Well, who are you going to go ask? Whoever doesn't look busy. I mean, people who are handling all stuff, busy. better stuff to do. Darn. Uh, uh, you could, you go could go to... look for Ring. You could. Yeah. Uh, I'm and probably you... not going to go look for Ring because I figure he's probably still butthurt at me. Can I go to the infirmary and ask Fisher if I can borrow his thing and see if it works on written language as well as spoken language? All right. Well, you're heading back down towards the heavy area when oh. you know your friend Slew. Mm-hmm. You see her. And she is squaring off with a uh, an Indian-looking woman. She's dressed in Indian cl- Indian-style clothes, but they have like southwestern um, U.S. motifs printed on them, and okay. they are having some kind of snippy back and forth in Hindi. Okay. Does my guy speak Hindi? Nope, just English. I think so. Okay. And behind the woman is. One of those giant glowing tentacle things. Mm-hmm. And another pred that you know you haven't seen because this one, his four prong is gone. Hmm. All right. And well, it's. Now we know we can live without it. So that's a step in one direction. He seems to be looking back and forth between them. And, you know, uh, Slew waves you over and is like. Tell this woman, tell this woman, tell her that I, tell her alien friends that she is a fraud and that I am a genuine, I am a genuine singer and that I know what I'm talking about. What, what's this over? What's, what's going on here? And, uh, the woman's like, oh, are you the, the, the Burroughs brothers? Oh, I've heard so much about you. Can, can. like brightens up like, oh. Oh, awesome. Awesome. She's she is pretty. She is prettier than Slewfoot. Okay, you, you go you... ahead and take point on this. She's like, so I, I understand that 
you had some uh, some contact with one of the uh, the pred factions down on Mars. Is that is that true? What happened? Tell me what happened. And Slew says, "Don't tell this woman anything. She will only make it a container for her lies." <laughs> a container for her lies. <laughs> do you, do you know each other? To my great regret, we do. And the woman's like, yes, we do. Although, as you can tell, she lacks the manners to introduce me. My name is Aruna, Aruna Hussein Ramirez, and I have been serving to the best of my meager abilities as a liaison between humankind and our gracious alien friends. That's, uh, that's quite incredible. Uh, when were you appointed to this position? She looks at her Are watch. Are you telling me you knew? No, I was in the city when they came down, but <laughs> they, uh, you know, they spoke Tamil, and I spoke Tamil. Apparently, the first human they were able to come into contact with was a native Tamil speaker, so their English is not as good. And she turns to them and says something in Tamil, and, you know... Slew just kind of glares at her and comes over and plucks at your sleeve and is like, she is a bitch. She is just a bitch. And Aruna says, let me introduce my friends Smooth and Juggernu. And Smooth right. is um, the pred who comes forward and waves his mouth parts at you. And Juggernu is apparently the giant glowing worm. Okay, he's one of the worms. Okay. Smooth uh, comes up to you and has the, uh, you know, one of those glassy balls in a, a holder in front of its face. And as it's doing this, it says, you met Fisher? And when it says Fisher, it's in your voice. Okay, great, great, good stuff. It looks like that's spreading around. Um, I now have additional questions, elephant.jpg. Um, so let me let me think. It it looks like, uh, as we had discussed, I think, towards the tail end of last session, um, their translation software is getting better, so that'll save us a lot of time. Um, are these devices in contact with one another? Do they talk to each other? You're asking him this? Yeah. He his hands flicker. Networked, splendid, badly. Ah, uh, well, that's unfortunate. And at that point, you see you're you're standing by. You were heading back towards the ship you'd gotten off of, and so mm -hmm. you're near the aperture that leads down to its hangar. At this point, it opens, and you see this. Uh, you know, it's a pair of preds. In fact, mm -hmm. it's Hotspur and Ring. And they have what look like hover stretchers, and on one is Fisher, and on the okay. other is Jeanette. And Smooth goes over towards them, and as he does, you see Hotspur hops at him, and he hops back. And at this point, seeing them side by side, you recognize something. Actually, here, this will be fun. Um, Do I get to roll my, my Xeno thing before you tell me what I recognize? No, no, just roll your three dice and tell me what you get. Okie dokie. Um, Both of you can see. do this. 
what what am I giving oh, you my total sure. pool or am I giving uh, you no, my the, champs? The two highest, the champ dice. Alright. I get a ten. Alright. Jose, what do you right. get? I get I get a seventeen. Alright. Wow, so what what Henry notices is that oh, they must have named him Smooth because his skin is smooth. And the others okay. have kind of marks on them, little, like, ridges or bumps or lines. And what Stanley picks up on is that the lines are in the same places on them, and you think they're scars. Because when uh, when Ring and Hotspur went at each other, they were slashing at those parts. So it wasn't up near the face, it was like the tops of their back legs. So they have all these little nicks and scars on the tops of their back legs, but Spoonth doesn't have any of those. Hmm. And they, you know, the three of them are, their mouth parts are going like crazy. What do you do? Hmm. Do you convey this to, to me, or? He probably uh, yes, doesn't actually. have, oh, does he have time? Oh, is it a okay? It, it's it, it's a it's a quick little. It, it's not it's not obviously like everything about that, but it's a quick little you know pointing out like, look at his legs, look at his legs right there, and of course that's probably oh. all Stanley gets to to mention. Okay, that makes sense. Obviously, yeah. We need to do something now. All right. Well, uh, I I foolishly took my armor off, so um, I no, don't think I can get it back not, on. They're not trying to get into it. Oh, they're not trying to get into They're just yelling at each other right now. They're just yelling at each other. Yeah. Um, And you then smell something that smells like fresh-turned earth and look over and realize that that giant glowworm thing moved up on you. How it moved up on you stealthily, it must be because it's really quiet. Okay. But one of its tentacles has reached out and is plucking at the thing on your wrist. Okay, my uh, my friendship bracelet. Uh, yes. Uh. You see from its front aperture, an object comes out. It's a uh, an oblong rod about a foot long, uh, and it's handing it from tentacle to tentacle. And when it reaches where it's near you, you see it starts... Make it, it the the tentacles on the side facing you start shifting through all these different colors, and then a voice comes out of the rod. Okay. Do you know what it says? No, I was trying to ascertain that. Do you? He points. It points at the. Uh, the symbols kind of woven into it. And it's not really elaborately done. And he says, it says, seeks good. Mm. Okay. Good to know. His stubby little tentacle, like three of them sort of point at Fisher. Fisher, and again, it's your voice that's coming out of his translator. Mm-hmm, Fisher mm-hmm. made this? Yes, he, he gave it to me uh, earlier. His silk? I assume so. And at this point, Ring hops over to you. Okay, great. 
Come with. Come with. What's the occasion? Come with. All right. You want to go with them, uh, Henry? Yeah. Sorry, uh, Stanley. Switch my guys. And as yes. they're doing See, this, uh, all right, yeah, let's go with them. Aruna, or not Aruna, Jeanette, who you can see that. So Ring has come over to get you. Yeah, sure. We'll Hotspur, go with them. Hotspur, and Smooth are taking the two hover stretchers, and okay. Jeanette starts to convulse. Oh shit! Okay, well I'm gonna go and deal with that. Obviously. All right. Is she uh, is she seizing or like what's going on? You can't tell. Uh, okay. Let me find her stats and see how badly messed up she was. She's quite badly hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, thing... we were able to stabilize her last session, but I don't know what we did beyond that. All right, yeah, she is completely tracked up with killing it. damage. Oh, shit. Okay, well, um, what do I roll, GM? Uh, roll and tell me what you get, and I will consult the healing people. Because the difficulty is going to be pretty high. Okay. Um, my champs together are 14. All right. Well, that's pretty so good. Anything? Let's find okay. out. You tell me, and then I, I assume that it works the same way that inflicting damage does. Like, my runt is how much healing units I give her. Yeah. You needed an 18 for a track full of injury. Oh, man, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding Um, you. She's really... You're not sure if she's really badly hurt or actually dying. Okay. So, um, the same way that uh, we're able to yell at each other and give inspirational boosts, um, is there an aid another mechanic for medical stuff? Like, I see that they have stretchers and they're able to... At least move her around safely. Can I ask these other guys to give me a give me a hand? Well, they start pushing it faster, and uh, the smooth is, you know, flicking at his globe, and his globe says, "We help her. We help her." Okay. All right. Good. Good. Are you going to follow them as they're rushing her and Fisher off? Um, yes, I will. Um, I just want to, uh, bring up, I do have the soothing fail safe. So was if I red, fail, was energy your lowest one? Yes. Energy was my lowest one. Ooh. Okay. So does that, does that change anything or not? I'm not sure. Cause I haven't written it out very clearly. It says remove okay. one exhaustion, but she doesn't have any exhaustion. All she has is injury. Okay, because see, I I didn't know that, so... Yeah, if you get the next one... So is it, like, hierarchical, or is the upgrades like a tree? Yes, you can go from soothing to caregiver to healer. If you get the caregiver failsafe and failed to heal his physical hit points, you can take a point of exhaustion to one of your gauges to turn one point of her injury into exhaustion. And then let me, once let me you do write that, this down. Then. Well, you don't have that. You don't have that ability yet. No, I'm writing down that soothing only heals exhaustion and not injury. Yes. Okay. So, and then once you've done that, instead of having all injury, she'd have a mixture of exhaustion and injury, and would be easier to fix. So, mm. all right. Yeah, you're 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 just watching her and knowing there's nothing you can do. Plus, you don't have. Okay any first aid supplies on you. So they are, are, you're following them. What do you want to do? Um, Stanley, 
it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to contribute. So do you want to go to the place that we were going in the first place? Or do you want to follow Jeanette? I think, I, I think that's for the best. I think we can... I think we can trust, based on all we've experienced, I think we can trust that the aliens will at least do some kind of medical care. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, think the, that the goal is definitely to heal. Question. The goal is definitely to heal Jeanette. So I think we should uh, do what we were going to do in the first place. I think. What was you? Were, what were you going to do in the first place? Oh, uh, Ring asked us to come with him, and we were going to do that, and then. Then the others started going in the opposite direction. Is that am I misunderstanding? No, you're not misunderstanding at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's your what choices. Yeah. Your choices are go with Jeanette, go with Ring, or stay with Slew as she bickers with Aruna. Ah. Mm. Okay, I'm probably gonna say okay. let's let's go with Ring. I feel like that's where I'm being nudged. I had a new power. I wanted to try to do something with it. Didn't work. So. So Ring is hobbling in front of you and says, "We get." Humans, danger humans, rock-breaking humans, rock-break humans in danger. Hmm. I'm having some trouble. Follow. And he is bounding off because, you know, you're still in the the 0.7 gravity. So if he's used to two Gs, he can move fast and he is blasting his way down there. You got to run after him. Sure. All right. So you guys are running, running, running. He takes you to another hangar. Uh, This is, again, you go up through one of those weird tumbling transition chambers and get to a place where there's no gravity. Okay. You're now in a zero gravity ring that still has air. Oh, that's sweet as hell. Okay. um, Have have our guys ever been to a zero gravity like amusement oh, park sure. or you've been, dungeon or whatever you've been so we in know and how out that. of you've been in and out of zero gravity you got you okay. know you have a ship that can go out of the atmosphere although boy is it in shit shape right now but yeah and what you see on this level is there are a series of airlocks but you can see through uh windows into them and there are all kinds of different ships, including a brand new human ship. Mm. Not Earthling, but the kind they sell to you suckers on Mars. Oh, sweet. Did they, did they fix the goose? Oh, no. It's not the goose. This, the goose, for its many virtues, is not brand new. Okay. And you see a guy standing there with his phone and a golden donut. Oh, sweet. He's got one, too. And he's like, did you find me a pilot? Did you find me a pilot? Is this did guy you human or is he one me? of the... He, he's a human. Okay. Did you find me a... I don't know how this thing works. And at that point, uh, Ring rushes up to him and, you know, is flicking and the, the ball says, pilot, pilot. And skin fixer. And he's like, what is... A sp- All my new business cards are going to say skin fixer. He's like, you got a pilot? And he looks at the three of you expectantly. Uh, Stanley, once again, for the, for the second time today, brightens up and it's like, indeed you do. Stanley Burroughs, good to meet you. Hand, sh- hand just- out for a handshake. Like- he shakes your hand, says, all right. Here's the situation. I was delivering new ships 
a, a load of new ships to Mars when everything went crazy. Uh, right. This, and he points through the window, is, you know, it's brand new, it's fueled up, it's unarmed, but apparently these these little jumping cricket bastards say they'll take care of the fighting stuff, but they are getting signals from ships in the asteroid belt that they are are under attack and not I, I don't know what's going on but some people said no the the big the big gassy worm guys they said no 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 we can't go get them but these little cricket bastards said yeah we'll go get them so but i needed a pilot and they have no idea how to fly one of our ships you in? Well, absolutely, sir. All right, I'm Ben. Good to meet you, Ben. And so Ben, you know, pulls out spacesuits. He's like, you know how to wear this kind of spacesuit, right? Absolutely. He's like, so, and he, he looks at uh, at Henry. And he's like, what's a skin fixer? Uh, doctor, I'm a doctor. You've, uh, I gather, uh, become acquainted with how their translators aren't quite at 100%. Yeah. I noticed that uh, we've gotten the same little uh, party favor from our uh, new benefactors. Have you had much luck in figuring out what ours is supposed to do? Uh, not really. They told me you're supposed to turn it inside out like this, and he starts grabbing the exterior and the interior edges and rotating it. And as he does that, like the water winnie, okay. It lightens up and projects this little holographic display out of the center hole. And it's got this cone-shaped display, which has all this alien writing on it that you can't read. And he holds mm. that up and he mm -mm. sticks his fingers in and you see the letters dance around and it's like, yeah... It's clearly some kind of phone or computer or something, but no one's been able able to explain to me what it does or how. And right, so can I can I try can I try it with mine and see if the display on ours are identical or if we have two different things? You rotate yours and the display comes on, but it flickers and like one twentieth of it is dark. So, and the, the letters that come up on yours are complete. Actually, yours doesn't have letters. It just has, it looks like a bunch of bubbles floating in the display, but they are, they have little images in them, but you can't tell what it is because it's like looking at yellow print on white paper. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's like, yeah, apparently this is really useful, but right now it's useless. And he rotates his in the other direction till it shuts off. All right. I'll do the same so I don't drain my battery because I don't know where the hole is to plug it in. <laughs> um, my, my thought initially is that, um, you know, like how in those old martial arts movies or something, they'll give like all of the monks in the uh, dojo like one small piece of a map and then scatter them to the wind so that when they grow up, they'll come back and like find the treasure or whatever. I, I think that it's all pieces of a map. Or like pieces of some kind of secret document that they have. So if we put like all of the rings together and all of the spheres together, that it'll spell out like a message or something. But that's probably not something we can deal with right now. Not right now. No, you. They need you to get in the ship. And oh yeah, no, take this is a later thing. Just throwing to, that out there. All right. 
Um, what are you going to name this ship? You're going to be the very first person to fly it. Well, you're the pilot. What do you uh, think, Stanley? The new ship. Last one was named the Spruce Goose. Yes. This one is nothing like the Goose. It's much larger. It can't land on planets. It's orbit only. So it has no landing gear. It's not at all equipped to handle being in an atmosphere. It doesn't have, like, re-entry shields or anything. But it has a whole lot of cargo space and is currently uh, loaded up with a lot of air and fuel. Well, look at us. But uh, can always call it the Galileo when in doubt. Ah, sure, there you go. Sure. I mean, go ahead and pop that down then. Not that it's your ship. Well, we're still going to call right. it stuff. you got to have a call sign. Yeah. you got to identify yourself on the radio. So Ben gets, uh, you know, Ben points you to it. He's like, this is my ship. Please don't ding it up. He's going to be piloting a different ship, which... Okay, what uh, I gotta come up with a name for that. Oh, it's he just calls it the Beast. Okay, and it is well named. If if the Galileo is a freighter, uh, you know that carries a bunch of stuff. The Beast is a transport that carries a bunch of freighters. Oh, okay, it's a ship shipping ship. Yes, it's like when you see those. Uh, big rigs on the highway that have a bunch of sport utes on the back. Mm-hmm. So the beast is very big and they're setting out and, you know, ring ring comes over ring, stay ring, fly other ship ring, stay mm. ring, fly other ship. Can you fly these ships? Ben had led us to believe that you couldn't. He takes his little uh, U-shaped appendage and points downward. Ringfly Pred ship. Oh, yes, it'll be much appreciated. Good fly. And he bounds off. Okay, well, it appears as though the rift between us has been mended. That's good. So you guys are suited up. You get into this ship. Oh, it's nice to be in a ship that is not old so you're, we'll never you're, admit this the spruce goose is flawless you do it's flawless except this one has heated seats which in the icy <laughs> vacuum of space is a big deal oh yes oh yeah <laughs> so you guys settle in uh you're talking things over you've got your phones you traded phone numbers with ben he's talking with you on the phone he's like yeah i I guess someone at the, you know, on, on the big egg is going to be working like communications, but I don't know. You know, we're radioing to each other and then using, the, I'm supposed to use the donut to talk to them. They, they say they can hear me through the donut. I don't get this, but I know some of these miners, so I really don't want to leave them to the tender mercies of the AIs. Oh, we sympathize completely. So he loads out, and you guys follow. And one of those gnarly-looking pred ships comes up from underneath. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay. And you hear, 
uh, Ben say on his radio, yeah, the the Pred ship says it's ring? It, does yes, that mean something to you guys? Uh, we've met. All right. And says his ship is called the Little Blade. Okay. So you guys, like, all right, so set a course and follow me. And he opens up the uh, the engines. As you're flying the Galileo, you can feel, it feels entirely different from the Spruce Goose. It is not nearly as nimble or uh, responsive. It's like, you know, going from a sports car to a panel truck. But you can tell that it's got a lot of a lot under the hood. Uh, you know, once you open it up, you can tell how powerful the engines are. And it's not the kind of fuel-conserving, lightweight, delicate engines that you've got on the Goose. These are big-ass, powerful accelerators. So you're roaring along after him uh, out towards the asteroid belt. All right, and I got a note. Okay. So you got to look up your asteroid belt rules. No, I'm just I'm following where you guys have gone on through the adventure, having okay not opted to follow Jeanette and not opted to hang out with Aruna. So you did not go for the double red or for the red and gold. You've gone for red blue. Which means opportunity, but oh with danger. Oh, okay. And that danger soon becomes apparent. the The asteroid belt is not like the one in the Star Wars movies, more's the pity, where you have to, you know, swoop between all these boulders and shit. It's not nearly that tightly packed, uh, so you can see what's coming from a long way off, and you can see lights indicating explosions or beam weapons being used. And Ring's ship swoops out in front to go, uh, you know, to go intercept. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get a call. uh, You get a call from Ben, who's like, all right, have you got, I'm going to send you coordinates here and, you know, throw this up on your screen and you can see where, Oh man, they've come for the station. There's like three ships at that station. There's got to be at least 40 people. I'm going there, but there's another one that is I'm getting a distress signal from clockwise 50 and he starts giving you coordinates. He's like, "Can you go pick it up? It's called the Zulu Princess." Can do. Great names. Great names. Okay. Is that the name of the ship, or is that the name of the station that they're at? Or The name of the ship you guys are going to rescue is the Zulu Princess. Okay, great. Uh, so you're heading off towards it when you detect a ship plotting an intercept course. Okay. All right. So let me find the ship that has plotted an intercept course. Okay. Um. Let's notify uh, Ring, since we don't have any guns, and he's the one who's nominally protecting us, right? Yep. So what are you going to try and do? Pretty much outrun it, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, probably. Uh, so you're you're flying, so I'll, um, I'll radio him and say, hey, there's a, there's a guy on our tail. Can you go ahead and take care of him? 
Sounds good. All right, right cool. you're radioing that to rolling. Ben. Ben's like, I will try and tell your friend Ring, but I don't know how well he's going to understand me. All right. So you're trying to get to fleeing, and it's trying to get to engaged. Did you beat a nine? Hold on. Does radio consume my action, or can I use inspirational ability against him? Uh, you can. Y- why don't you inspire him next turn? Okie dokie. Yeah, let's let's deal with this now, because I only got a seven. Okay. Um, two so, under. All right. They have closed the distance. They're getting much quicker. Um, all right. So you're going to inspire him? Yes. Yes. And as far as you, so you know, this is life and death. So what yes. was the difficulty for life and death inspiration? I think. I, I don't believe I have that. I think it was 12, but I will look. Okay. 14. So if you beat a 14, you give plus one to all of his dice. Okay, great. Let on the me next round. Think then. All right, cool. We're on a, it pains me to say it, but we're on a much better ship than we were last time. Our odds have to be better as a result, Stanley. You can do this. Okay. I get. Of course, of course. It's just new, new, new ship nerves. Yes, of course. All right. I get a 15. Nice. So on your next round, Stanley gets plus one to every die. Uh, what'd you get this time? Right. Let's see what we get. This is without the bonus, but... Uh, 12. 12? All right. What were the high dice? Uh, the high dice in this case would be uh, energy and gravity. Okay, so it's not... So you can't use your hot dog ability, but you still no. did beat this ship. Your trajectory is much better than its. It's having to curve around to get at you, and you're heading straight towards the uh, the Zulu princess. So if you beat it on one more roll, you'll get to the Zulu princess and have time to interact with it before it can bring itself to bear on you. So, okay, make nice. a good roll. Alright, here's hoping. Do it, do it. Alright, that is... That's another 12. Alright. Uh, yeah, you easily outstrip this thing. It's a, It's a big ship, but it is slow and lumbering, and you know, you you don't even get within range of its beam weapons, uh, and so nice. you you are now within short distance radio range of the Zulu princess. And you know, hello, who is this? Who is, is what ship is this? What ship is this? This is the Zulu it's, princess. It's, it's, yes, Zulu princess. I read you. This is this is uh this is fighter Galileo. We are here to evacuate you. Line up immediately and prepare to leave at once. Can can you hold my ship? Yes. Yes, we can. The cargo the, uh, the cargo is empty. We are ready to go to hold to hold your ship. All right. Uh so you're going to have to do a pretty tricky docking maneuver to get them on board. But first, the Zulu princess is like, "How do I know that this isn't a trick?" You I've heard that there's this big attack, but I haven't seen anything. I haven't, uh, you know, I, this, you could just be pirates trying to take advantage of me. Stanley says, listen, he, he then thinks for a moment and then just decides to go for it anyway. Ben sent us. Do you know him? 
Ben who? And there it is. <laughs> Always ask for a last name. So wait, you're telling oh, me boy. that there, you're telling me that the final robot push has come, and yet you come for me in a, a completely unmarked, undamaged ship. Oh, hmm. All right, Henry. What's the? I'm trying to think of a thing I could say in response because yeah, this looks super bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand completely. Okay, I just I didn't want to jump in when you were in the middle of a thing. Oh yeah, no, uh, no, no. I could yeah, I could to- I could totally use. Some yeah, sure, here. dude. Teamwork makes the dream work. I'll haul off then. Miss. Boy, there's nothing that I'm not Miss. I'm the captain. Captain, excuse me. I completely understand your reservations, but uh, you understand from our position, there's nothing that we could say or do at this juncture that could convince you that we weren't pirates. Accept our help, um, if you will. We uh, can't very well leave you here to your own devices. Uh, it wouldn't be right of us. Hmm. While, while Henry's doing that, I'm going to see if I can't radio in... Is ra- how how close is Ben to the short range radio signal? He's he out of short range. In? You're gonna you, give me uh, yeah, give me one to to work the long range to get Ben to talk. Okay, while you do this, I'll try to convince the captain. Oh, roll. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. If you were trying to pick up a rescued ship in suspicious circumstances, what is it that you would be able to say to convince them? Ha! What'd you get? Eighteen. 18. Oh. All right. You get a message off to Ben. And, you know, Ben immediately responds with, okay, I don't know what just happened, but, yeah, the the golden donut told me to call you and tell the Zulu. Tell her it's Ben Steingart and that, you know, remind her that she refused to come to Hanukkah with me. <laughs> Stanley, this <laughs> Stanley does exactly that verbatim and hopes that, that, it's what they, that it's what they need right now. It's not like I have a lot of better options. If you try and kill me, you'll regret it, the captain says. Now let's do this. Let's do this flying mating docking. You're going to have to roll a pretty good uh, one of you. Either you or she is going to have to roll a 14 or higher to pilot without slowing down to a stop. Let's <laughs> hope I'm still rolling as hot as I've been recently. It's not going to be her. It's probably not going to be me either. Uh, pl- wait, plus one. Wait, plus one to all die. Still, still in, uh, still in effect. The same scene. Did you use it last time? Did I? Uh, oh no, it's just for one roll. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I did not use it last time. I just wanted to ask. Okay, what was your lowest die? <laughs> Uh, it was my lowest die is uh, energy at one, and my and my roll in total is uh, nine. All right, so there is this horrible grinding sound as the two ships clash, <laughs> and she's like, "Slow down, slow down, slow down. We gotta slow down." I, I'm and trying. So you, I'm trying. So you retro, you, you the two of you break, and that you get the ship in. There's some minor surface damage, nothing too bad. Nothing that can't be scuffed out. But you had to slow down quite a bit to match speeds, and now you can see the uh, the AI ship has gotten itself helmed around and is closing in again. And so the, the three miners from the Zulu Princess 
disembark and run up to the cockpit. Uh, the captain is this very tall, imposing uh, black woman. Uh, there's a guy behind her who's kind of swat, squat and swarthy and this uh, slender woman behind him. And they're like, what? all right, uh, you know, where are the gun station? Do you, who's your gunner? Because Pranav here is pretty good. It's a, it's a regular fighter. There is no gunner, but we do have defense on the way. Uh, trying to, that's when Stanley tries to radio in. You don't have, this ship's unarmed? The ship is unarmed, but we do have we do have a security detail at the moment. Yes, unarmed, but not unprotected, and we're quite grateful to have somebody who's uh, capable of operating weapon systems on our ship. They kind of exchange a look, and they're like, "Well, I guess we know you're not pirates." <laughs> Hit it. Now, you know what? I should have led with that. <laughs> How do you know that you can trust us? Well, we don't have any guns. Uh, well, clearly, you guys are either like the worst pirate I've ever met or, you know, you actually want to help us. All right. So you wheel it around, uh, but the ship is the the AI is catching up. And all right. Give me, a, you know, give me a roll to get away from them while they give do a roll to get close to you. All right. And their dice just heated right up. Oh, great. Uh, then I got an 8. All right, they got a 14. Damn AIs. The good news is that because they were just trying to catch up to you and not, um, you know, not shoot you, they didn't have guns hot. But, yeah, if they can beat you again, they will be within shooting range. And that will All be right, bad for you. Right. You beat a 12? Got exactly a 12. With the tie, you you are balling the jack away from them. They are trying to speed up behind you, and you can see ring on an intercept. Give me another roll. I got 13. All right. You pull out ahead of them. So you are now, you have now outstripped them. This thing may not have many guns, but oh, those big, sweet twin engines. Very, very powerful. Good. And not a lot of pickup, but once they start going faster, they just keep getting faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. So you have outstripped them. Ring sees this, gets into position behind you, uh, is, you know, dropping missiles behind, but you guys get back to the giant egg and the the three, uh, you know, they hug you. They're like, thank you so much. If there's ever anything we can do for you, uh, you know, they, they put their uh, contact information in your phone. Good, good. I would like to add that Stanley uh, humble brags as much as humanly possible. <laughs> Uh, how so? How so? Give me an example. Oh, 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 you know, oh, it was, oh, it was nothing, you know, it was what anyone would do, you know, and, you know, j- just, you know, your basic, you know, we, we, I just happened to be the only pilot in the area and, you know, it was the right thing to do. And of course, we've always, we always look out for our fellow, our fellow uh, members of humanity, you know, that All basically, right. you know, that sort a, of, you know, give me, give, give me a roll, give me a roll to make this social attack against uh, Captain Chibuzo. Oh my! God. <laughs> oh, 
Oh boy. Oh, that is a that is a fourteen. All right. What's your runt die? Uh, that would be a two on my harmony. Okay. So yeah, you you want Captain Chibuzo to be wowed, and she is wowed, and she's like, "That was some fancy flying, though." And in a, sh- she's like, "You know, don't sell yourself short. It took it took some rocks to come out in a ship with no guns." So, yay you. <laughs> Ego repaired. Nice, nice. Well oh, done. Not well, let's see. Do you have any damage to your social hit points? No, no, you don't. Okay. No, 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 no. no just, just, uh, just personality ego. Not Metaphorical, not yeah. metaphorical. All right. Uh, as you come in, you know, you, you, you get in there and uh, waiting. At, well, let's see. How is this going to play out? You get a call from Ben, and Ben is like, "Okay, did you get?" Did you get uh, Did you get the Zula Princess? Did you get Did you get Kibi, uh, Did you get Kibibi and her crew? The Zulu Princess and her crew are all safe and sound. Ah, oh, awesome! And my ship? Some minor scuffles. Scu- scuffles. Nothing you uh, Nothing you can't buck out. We had a small problem with the docking. the The AI ship was approaching us, and we had to do what we had to do. Ah, uh, well. I've done hot docs that didn't go smooth. That it shouldn't be much of a problem. It's probably just good. Probably just cosmetic. Probably. It'll buff right out. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the paint was brand new. <laughs> and now the whole thing smells of fear sweat. <laughs> Uh, but it's like, oh, and I got a message from your buddy Ring, which is, okay. don't talk to Jaganu. Does okay. that mean anything to you? Uh, not at this juncture, but uh, I'll file it away. Yes. Yeah, he was he was the worm that we met back on the ship. We didn't really get to talk to him, but. All right. So as you guys disembark, waiting for you. Is there's Aruna, there's Jaganu, and there's Smooth. Okay. And they uh, and Aruna comes up to him. And she's like, "I just heard that you you flew off to save a a, a ship full of miners. Oh, how exciting! My heart is all a flutter." You flatter us. Big giant eye, you know, eyelashes flat, flitting like bat wings. She's, you know, she's flirting madly and, you know, got the hair toss. If she could arrange to have uh, Indian music playing in the background and spin in slow motion, you're pretty sure she'd be doing that. Mm, okay. But she's like, I, I must hear about your adventures. What, 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 what is there to say, really? Stanley, Stanley shrugs. It, it, it went out. It got done. It was just a mission. <laughs> Well, I'm more interested in how you came to be associated with the War Preds. I'm sorry, is there a separate cast of them that's uh, bred for war? No, no, it is a a philosophical difference. My friend here, as you can see, has forsaken the weapons of his body. He attempts to live life on a higher level, 
freed from the instinctive violence and cruelty of his species. But others are less willing to relinquish their instincts. They came because they came upon this mission because they relish finding new enemies to to battle. Mm. Whereas others came on this mission is uh, their their motivations were peaceful and compassionate. So the war preds were not, they did not, as they say, come to make friends. And yet, you seem to have convinced them to rescue you when their entire purpose was not to save, but to slay. This is very, this is very curious to me, especially seeing how badly wounded uh, the commander you named Fisher was. This is all new information. It's a lot to process. Forgive me if this is uh, gauche, but um, your friend, um, Smooth, did he, uh, is that wound of his self-inflicted to uh, pursue this higher state, as you call it? Yes. He has chosen to have his four-prong removed. Their instinct, if any animal that is, or entity that is, is not, one of them gets too close, the 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 four prong strikes. It is like uh, it is like its own separate entity. It is a reflex. Mm, separate entity, you say? Are you speaking metaphorically, or is it a symbiotic type thing? It is hard for me to understand. If I had to guess, I would suspect that there is a separate brain matter cortex attached to it in the same way that you will blink instinctively or flinch away from a loud noise. They lash out. Interesting. Had he had this done recently? I don't know. I I didn't feel right asking. I completely understand. If, uh, you understand, if it comes up naturally, um, would you mind terribly seeing if you can learn anything more about the procedure um i feel like we're going to be associating with these uh, fine people for quite some time the more i can learn about their uh, physiology the better help i'll be able to render to them as a uh, skin fixer if they've affectionately dubbed me well you should know that it is the peace pred faction that is running all of the medical the medical actions for their species since uh, and Obviously, you would not want a war pred as your doctor on anything that couldn't couldn't defend itself. Right. Speaking of... Like your friend, Jeanette. Jeanette? Is that her name? Yes, it is. I was just going to ask. Such a pretty name. We have several other doctors who are human doctors who have been uh, looking to her... We believe that she is out of immediate danger, I think they said, but it is very touch and go. You must have come very, you must have had a very, very close call. Yes, uh, says we, we had a, we had a direct confrontation with one of the AI. She shudders, and you can tell that this one isn't a put on. 
you know, cause you can actually see because her, her clothes don't cover her arms. You can see the goose flesh come up on her forearms and she just kind of hugs herself. She's like, may it never happen again. They say they are going to take us where the AIs cannot follow. Is there such a place? I do not know. I can't. I... But they say they are going to take us beyond the termination shock. All right. Mm. And we'll cut there. Wow. Well. And there we go. There's the there's the title drop. There's <laughs> I like the one that say the title. <laughs> title title sequence the starts. <laughs> Uh, the 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 Cheryl Crow theme starts playing. I don't know why I thought Cheryl Crow immediately. Whatever. <laughs> no, because because the first cut is the deepest. Because it was a Cat Stevens song that we sang the okay. thing. That that's why I assume. Let's well, yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go okay. with that. All right. So you saved the miners without getting any ships banged up. You did a great job there. You did not quite yeah, wow. manage the uh, the opportunity of becoming power players with one faction or the other, because you weren't really willing to stab anyone deeply in the back on the other's behalf. Was that right? Was that at play here, or...? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what if, that if you'd gone a different... Especially with the talk of the peace threads and the war threads. If you'd gone a different way, telling Fisher's story and the way you told it could have had great long-term effects. But keeping your mouth shut... That that has an effect too. Okay. Specific, I, I just, specifically, I it doesn't that that was... it doesn't make Ring really pissed at you. Okay. Because he seems to have uh, f- for forgotten our, our our tussle, and I'm inclined to keep it that way. Or uh, or that tussle meant something different to him than it did to you. Okay. And he is now impressed with you. No, oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, well, the fact that you jumped between two preds because you thought you were saving one from the other, they're, they're a species that values courage, or at least his faction. Okay. So there you go. Neat. Well, uh, I learned something today. I hadn't thought of them as separate factions. I thought of them as like different castes, like with ants or bees. But... Um... Well, they're... You'll eventually learn that they are pretty, um, they're pretty egalitarian, uh, and also often very individualist, but it depends on which culture they grew up in. Uh, you know, pred culture is as varied as human culture. Right, of course. So, there it is. All right, so that was Termination Shock. The title I gave to the episode was Aliens Everywhere. Oh, okay, cool. And, uh, yeah. Indeed there were many. And congratulations. Well, this was a pretty quick one, but that's good because it'll be easier to edit. And I will okay. see you guys. Uh-huh. I'll see you guys next week. Termination Shock is released under Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike no derivatives license. The music is courtesy of the Muse Open website and is... A U.S. military band playing Holst's The Planets, The Jupiter Suite. This has been Termination Shock. Mm-hmm.